All right, my input yeah, everything is my interface. That is what it should be. Everything is going going haywire. Everything's gone to hell. Well, what's going on here? Uh, I see like this thing. Uh, there's an AI companion now. Apparently, oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that my is. My AI companion said, "Get your shit together." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do you need my help getting your shit together, bro? <laughs> my uh, AI voice is set to surfer. By the way. just get into it so um uh we've got uh kevin hansen aka dirt chamber and frank carroll here and i guess let's just go ahead and get into it uh um you guys have been uh sort of doing i don't know i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of speaking from an uneducated uh situation here as far as like electronic music goes but i i would say that it definitely leans more on like the industrial side of things. Um, definitely. So what, um, if you guys could kind of both like sort of um, talk about your history with music a little bit and like kind of what got you into this style specifically and uh, you know, maybe sort of a little bit of the evolution that it took to get up to this point. Yeah. And also how you guys <laughs> got together. So how you started individually and how you got together. That's a solid first question, right? Yeah, I think yeah for sure. <laughs> cool. You, you want to go, Frank, or do you want me to go? Yeah, you can go. You can go. All right. So how, how I got into this type of music is yeah. I, uh, I had a friend, one of my best friends in elementary school, junior high and high school. His older brother was really into industrial music. Uh, skinny puppy ministry, um, that kind of sort of thing. And that's what really got me into it. And uh, also a youth center that I went to called United Action for Youth in Iowa City. Uh, one of the uh, guys that works there named Kylie Budden was really into all sorts of music and would just kind of throw stuff and be like, oh, you've heard this band. Have you checked out this band? And it you know, just kind of intrigued intrigued my fascination with this type of music and i started going to the record collector in iowa city and just finding stuff and like well this looks kind of similar to what i was doing just doing research and kind of gotten into it that way and then musically me was starting to do this kind of stuff is i uh was djing weird break core stuff got into electronic music that way um, from coworkers that were DJs. And then I met another DJ at that time um, named Agent Black, who was DJing trance, which is not my favorite type of electronic music. Ooh. But uh, him and I got together and found our love of old ministry, like Twitch era stuff, more electronic stuff. And we started a band, which became more like EBM, more like Frontline Assembly sounding called H427. So... We did that for a while and he moved up to Toronto and actually did pretty well with that band. And they went on like a week long tour with Frontline Assembly. Wow. Um, I didn't get to do that, which kind of sucks, but <laughs> I'm glad he did. He's not really doing it anymore, but um, it's kind of my like getting into industrial electronic music and f just learning about other bands that way is by just doing research and yeah. Mine, uh, I mean, I started out as a guitar player, but then I got kind of pushed into, uh, I mean, I was there, I'm pretty old, and I was there when MIDI was just starting, hmm. so you have general MIDI, and I don't know, like, at the beginning when, like, you were starting to use computers, I think Cakewalk was out at the time, hmm. that was one of the things, and uh, you couldn't do anything on it, like, you were hmm. lucky to get audio in there, it just seems like it's the the... the how I evolved, like I went from playing guitar to like, and I quit playing music for a long time. And when I got back into it, I started uh, 
doing ambient like the first thing under this i was doing was ambient music mm-hmm. really long really like 30 minute long songs and I'm, i mean i've always been about like uh listener last kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like i'm almost like daring you to listen that's kind of how i got into the, the noise thing too mm-hmm. like i don't know it just evolved from like you know ambient stuff to like where i'm putting like weird frequencies and things and i'm kind of just effing with people per kind of you know, I dare you to listen to an hour-long song on top of, like, the weird stuff I put in there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I just got kind of got into noise, like, like, like through that. But then, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I can do the weird stuff doing this. Like, I don't know. Like, I got tracks where I think with a lot of the stuff, like, I'm still playing, like, regular instruments. Like, there's a lot of me playing bass on mm-hmm. the record. Like, I try to still do that. Even though if I pick up a guitar, I'm just thinking like I don't need to do I don't need to pick up a guitar. I can just <laughs> you know, like I can just use mm-hmm. a sampler. Like my that sampler is one of my favorite instruments ever ever made. And it was like even from way back then, like as soon as I figured out sampling, I didn't figure out synthesis until I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago. Like I started getting into synthesis and like mm-hmm. uh Michael uh Ide Hall, like I've been talking to him and he and he's all he's on the weird end of that kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh i was just basically like dude i don't i don't know what this is can you show me and then you know from there's it is what it is like i don't know i don't genre wise and like whatever like I, the things i'm using like I, on the record like someone i work with that pointed out that said i was using a washing machine which i was so <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah stuff like that i'm the i'm always going to be doing stuff like that where it's like you know if you can pick up on that that's great but you know i'm going to be using a washing machine or you know a dumpster so sure. kind of experimental at its core in the creation yeah i mean it. yeah right for, yeah for sure i think that's what industrial music is, is i mean there's no one sound i mean no one band totally sounds like the other especially if you're looking at like the original industrial movement mm-hmm. of like the sev- late 70s early 80s of Robbie Robbie Gristle Gristle and, oh yeah and, yep. spk and you know right. portion control and a whole bunch of other like those kind of bands like no those nurse bands with wounds. like yeah right. uh, nurse with wound like mm-hmm. no those bands sounded alike mm-hmm. but right. it was all about the experimental like almost like anti-music mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah, yeah. 100 percent that's where we, we both come in from that kind of aspect and you know yeah we have beats but especially on that first record that mm-hmm. we did together frank did a lot of like the really glitchy crazy beats and i added the just that thick four to the floor like gabber style right drum to it and some other synths and stuff and I, it just worked really well it was like this weird like i don't know like just if dropping gristle met like gabber <laughs> And I, oh. I definitely think there is like a weird correlation between like gabber music and like noise music mm-hmm. and like how just like how abrasive and chaotic it, it can be. Even though there's that four to floor beat, like it's still just super abrasive. And that I don't know if you guys are familiar with like a industrial strength records that really got me into gabber. It They've been around since the 90s. There's like a DJ skinhead and... Lenny D is the owner of it. They're like, it's like New York hard techno, Mm -hmm. but it got so noisy and so abrasive. And that really got me. And I had a coworker give me a compilation at one point to listen to and like changed my mind about what electronic music was. But before Mm -hmm. that, I was like listening to like house and some drum and bass and stuff. And they're like, well, have you heard of Gabbard's? You know, it's been around since like, you know, maybe the late eighties, early nineties when it kind of came in to play. And, uh, it just really changed my mind about electronic music. And then I started, you know, in early 2000s, I remember hearing like Manufacturer, who's, um, we're on that label, Crunch Pod. I started hearing that like rhythmic, they call it rhythmic noise or power noise. And it basically mm-hmm. took, in my opinion, took the best parts of industrial and the best parts of Gabber and just like heavy beats um, with noise. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, like that early industrial strength stuff, that record label really, has a huge influence on what I listen to. Uh, Rob G's another guy from New York who does stuff, and he's mm-hmm. still actually DJing a ton. And so, yeah, it's Gabber's a huge influence of mine. I know a lot of people don't like Gabber, but 
<laughs> it's kind of my thing. <laughs> so I was I was wondering what constitutes gabber. Is it like I get the kick, right? So like, mm-hmm. is it because with all electronic or you know you get far enough into it, like you know there's rules, and I think that like one thing me and Kevin do is just we don't worry about rules. Mm-hmm. Because I, right, I, sure. I couldn't figure out, I don't know what it is. It's like a variation of industrial, but like with a gabber cake. But then again, I don't mm-hmm. even, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of gabber per se. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what constitutes it other than the kick. <laughs> yeah, it honestly is just the kick and the tempo. That's right. That's I think there's like, a okay. BPM requirement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think there is. I think I think a lot of the gabber goes into like the 160. Okay, 160s. Yeah. Like BPM, like we're real faster, slower gabber for sure. But yeah, it's just that real distorted. I think it's an 808 kick, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Which I don't know. Really I always thought it was a 909. Yeah, one of those. It, two might, be a, sure. it might be a 909. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I just know it's, a, it's that distorted kick sound, you know, mm-hmm. that the kick drum is pounding. See, it always seemed to me like like metalheads trying to do techno. That's exactly like, what it is. If I took like a 909 and I put a, a, a uh, what's the MT? mt2 on it the heavy metal yeah, is that yeah. The heavy? yeah that one or a grunge pedal on there mm-hmm. it's yeah that's it all yeah. day <laughs> yep that's exactly it man it so is now i want to do that really, it is a lot of those early gabber tracks have metal guitar that they've sampled on it oh yeah like yeah, you yeah. can hear that for sure and then um there was a band that was on industrial strength called uh they're from australia called berserker I've heard of them. Yeah. So they are a live band, but their kick is triggered to have that gabber sound. But they have metal guitarists and bass player and a and a vocalist. So it's like death metal with gabber kick. Nice. Right. Which I guess would be so, like I mean, cyber cyber grind now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it is. It is gabber is basically like you said, Frank, just techno for metalheads. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm an old school metalhead, where it's just like you get into you know this this kind of music, and other than the you know if you're trying to actually like make music out of it, yeah, I think you know technically for metalhead, speed, mm-hmm. speed, yep. and noise, it's got to be right. loud, it's got to be <laughs> fucking fast, and yeah, yeah, I, I think that's always a cool connection. Like, I do think like uh harris mick harris right coming from napalm oh, oh, oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. like that grind dudes, element dude. is so similar to you know what turned For into sure, yeah. early industrial it's like kind of indistinguishable at a certain point yeah yeah god, 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 like grandfather yeah yeah godflesh and, is like indistinguishable it is you know industrial well, yeah. heavy metal like I, all those I, guys I do electronic stuff, stuff too mm-hmm. and you listen to their right. electronic stuff and it that's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Go from Napalm Death to like doing the electronic stuff that you guys are doing. Yeah. And all their stuff's good. Like they, you know, it's all great. Oh, for sure. So that kind of brings me to how you two got together to do this. Like, how did you meet? Uh, all that stuff. What's the story there? So I, I put out on um, Instagram uh, that I wanted to do some splits and frank's like hey would you want would you want to do a split with me i'm like hell yeah let's do a split so we did a split and i was like i really like this guy's stuff like is super out there it's it's not like a lot of the a lot of the people i worked with before who have all been really great for doing splits was just like straight up noise but he had like this Mm -hmm. weird i don't know it was like psychedelic but like in a real dark way uh sound and i was like yeah this is awesome we should do a collaboration he's like well i have i have these tracks i've been working on um let's you cool you cool with like adding to them and mess around with them and i'm like yeah let's do it so we we did eight tracks and like this this really works this this it, is cool. it was it was easy <laughs> and i had and i had just been just did a split with dirty k who has been really influential on me he's he got me on the crunch pod label he's from the uk and he uh mastered our our album and i asked uh carlos from uh crunch pot if he would put it out and he's like yeah this is this is some good stuff and it's real weird and let's do it yeah it, I mean, it worked out really well and i like working with frank like we yeah. really connect on a way that like is hard to find with other musicians like it's even though we live three states away from each other it's, yeah i it's mean it's cool. like the first record was just i mean I, I sit on i have songs i just sit on because my problem is, is they all, as far as I'm concerned, they all suck. 
So like, yeah, just say like, I don't know, dude, if you can polish a turd, go for it. And then, <laughs> you know, puts his shit on there. It's like, all right, now it sounds good. Like it's, mm-hmm. it was just the missing parts of these songs. Like I had sitting around, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to, like, I don't want to throw them away, you know, mm-hmm. waste of time. I mean, there's elements to it that I, I mean, obviously do like, but then I was like, all right, yeah, that's exactly what it needed. And then, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there was one song that I hated it. It was probably my favorite song in there now. Nice, but uh, yeah, it, it was just easy. What? Basically, from the same background, like musically, mm-hmm. but like we like the same stuff. It's like, I mean, we get to we got to a point where it's just like, here's this, you know, it's obviously going to be good. And yeah, I think like well, last thing we were doing, like it was reversed. He sent me stuff, and then mm-hmm. I just got weird with like whatever weird stuff I can put in there. I try to, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I would try to hold back, but like, I'm going to go as weird until I'm, t- until I'm told no. Right. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. yeah I'm right. not going to tell you so, no. I get, I like the weirdness. Um, yeah. It added to those four tracks greatly. Like I had that, you know, the four to the floor stuff and some, some glitchier stuff, but then you added a whole level of weird glitch that I never thought possible. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the textures on that thing is, are wild. Every time I hear it, like I hear like new little things. And I think that's one of the things that like really brought me into industrial music is like, I can listen to uh, skinny puppies, last rights or too dark park mm-hmm. and still hear new things to this day. And I've been listening to those records for near 30 years. For sure. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, like you can you can hear those weird aspects of texture. And, and that's, I think that's also where I come into making music. It's it's about texture for me and layers. Mm-hmm. And like that, so like I just can't listen. Like I can listen to like minimal techno, but I can't do it for very long. <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of those things, like I can listen to minimal music, but like I need layers and textures, something right. that like. And that might be like I might be ADHD or something with that. It's just one of those things where I have to have like this sonic like barrage of weirdness coming into sure. my ears at all times. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I need a level of darkness literally to everything I listen to. Like oh, right. someone's being earnest right. and true about what they're saying, and there's no dark, malicious irony underlying. Like I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So actually, that uh, brings me to another question: Is um, I went when we first reviewed your first thing you guys put out i hadn't listened to much of frank's stuff so and i felt bad about that but i I did go back and listen through a lot of it um and to me and i know this is sort of like inherent a little bit in industrial music and ambient and uh things like that but there seems to be a real horror element to that and to what you do especially with the I feel like with the earlier stuff, like it was almost oh, yeah. like real cinematic and pretty scary. Um, is that a big influence on what you do? Like, are you a horror fan? And oh yeah, yeah, and absolutely. The I mean, things like that. I mean, yeah. Initially, I was going to compose. I mean, I have done well through that. So, like, I was making albums so that um, I could get gigs doing film do- or audio to film. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, that was just like a portfolio thing for me. Like I was literally just making records so that I could just be like, Hey, I can put, you know, these are like sounds you could use for, uh, you know, your student horror film or something. Mm -hmm. That was literally what I was doing. Nice. And then I just kind of got into like, you know, talking to, you know, talking to other people and stuff. Like I, that was just me on my own and then started getting into kind of scene. Cause I mean, the sound obviously changes. I also have like metal records in there as well yeah, yeah. that I I'm under my fake band. <clears throat> so like I, I try to do, I, I don't like to be, you know, just in one spot. Like I only do this or, you know, but then I have the problem where it's like every album I want to make like a new, a new like moniker or whatever for mm-hmm. myself. Like it was hard for me. Like, I mean, Kevin was like, no, you know, just stay with the, stay with the name. Like I was going to get rid of the name and just go into something else. And then I was going to change it every single record. So, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, never be the same thing twice, you know, at the same time, it's like, it's a pretty bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think with industrial music or just, just the type of music that we're doing, wherever you want to call it, it it doesn't have to sound the same like it doesn't it should be evolving always and i don't want to put out the same record twice and i don't want to yeah. keep i mean yeah I'll, there are some elements that i'll keep in there like mm-hmm. um you know that like I, I really like that gabber kick but it may not always be in every song like i mean there is mm-hmm. 
an ambient track in there on our first record together mm-hmm. that's just real weird and has weird like psychedelic toms and like drum mm-hmm. sounds but uh there will be elements of that but i don't want to put off the same record like this this new ep that we're doing sounds completely in my opinion a lot different than mm-hmm. the first record that we did oh it's way different mm-hmm. yeah it's way different but yeah i mean that's the Definitely. thing and then like i just you know i assume that like the next single will be different as well be, you know like that and that's just it like you can't i mean i don't know not that it, i don't think we like expired the whatever that sound is like the the, the next one the newer one or the yeah this one is more i think it's more straightforward because i mean that's where the uh remixes came in because i was like i let's just do a straight like not straight but like our version of straight techno record like mm-hmm. to me that, that's this is our techno record you know and then we have like you know remixes and stuff but it's i don't it would never sit in with any techno stuff it's it's pretty mm-hmm. out there because i mean that's one thing i like about um kevin's stuff is like there's a sound like there's mm-hmm. a signature that i can hear at least and yeah i mean that's just i i, I like that like it's you know, if you can't be all over the place at the same time as, you know, even if you want it to be like, you know, there's stuff that he's going to do that is his thing. And there's stuff that, uh, you know, obviously that's like my thing. Like I will, I throw weird, there's weird textural stuff in there. There's, Mm -hmm. I'm always going to do that. Kevin's like rhythm is just Mm -hmm. insane. I think like it's, I have, I've never heard it before. It's techno-esque, but it's not, it's not techno. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Like I, it's like one of those things where I I like techno, but it's not definitely not my my strong suit by any means. I just want like when I when I hear music like my like two of my biggest influence, like you said, is Mick Harris from Scorn and then Justin Brodick, especially his JK mm-hmm. Flush stuff. Like he does techno, but like that's some raw, it's, just it's gross, yeah, grimy. Oh my god, that. Uh, like the or even like a Kevin Martin the bug from and when they do like right. Zermal or techno animal like yeah I should have been born in England honestly oh <laughs> 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 my all like like those guys like have influenced me so greatly like yeah whether it be their metal stuff or their electronic dub. stuff or ambient their dub like the yeah. dub influences sure. like yeah it's, it's dub but it, it's I was like oh this is dub I was like I don't know. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, oh my God. you know, the the like Kevin Kevin Martin's stuff is just wild. Like the bug stuff he does, and like him doing stuff <sighs> with um. Why am I blanking his name from uh Seattle band uh drone band Earth. Oh, Earth. Okay. Dylan, okay. Dylan Carlson. Carlson. Yes, they do a they do a, <laughs> they do a, they do, a, they do a collaboration, and that album is just wild. Like, it is yeah, super weird. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, like that whole like British like metal dudes going and doing electronic music because they're doing it from a different perspective than like guys who get into techno or whatnot like mm-hmm. right it's a rules and, thing i mean you know, i think it's like yeah, they're, they're, they're breaking rules clearly breaking rules because yeah, I, yeah. Oh, one thing with electronic music there's there's rules and like you have to stay in your lane kind of thing if mm-hmm. you want but i mean yeah honestly the best stuff is out outside left field as they would say for sure yeah like i'm not gonna make a you know, uh, Paul Oakenfold's record by any means mm-hmm. ever. That would be funny if you did, though. <laughs> it would be funny. I don't know if you guys know who Paul Oakenfold is. He was a famous oh, yeah. like trans, trans DJ. Great. So mm-hmm. He had a couple I mean, of hits he, in the 90s, I believe. Yeah, he was good at what he did. It's not mm-hmm. my thing, but like he was good at what he did. But I'm most likely not going to make a, a record like that, you know? Right. I don't even I mean, think it, you could, Kevin. Like, yeah, I think yeah, you could set out to do this. <laughs> yeah. You could try, it but it's going to... It would sound like you, you know. It would yeah. be. It, it would. It, it's just not dark enough for me, and it's not right. heavy enough for me to get behind. Like I, I do mess around with that with like a side project that I do called DJ Fabrication, and like hmm. it's more in that vein, but it still has a dark edge to it. Like I can't get get rid of that for some reason. And so, I think that's the thing is like I, I just make music that I want to hear that I want to listen to, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of been my mindset like if other people want to listen to it that's cool but like the main audience is right is me like i want to hear it i'd rather have two people get it and love it than have a whole room full of people be bored by it you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. i just think that that's a tough one to to work on so it kind of reminds me of when 
Uh, you you let me be part of. Uh, oh, why am I blanking the name of it? Uh, Open Goat. Open Goat. Yes, thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. uh, Open Goat was a really cool concept. Like that was probably one of like the best times of my life. Is that that era of like, hey, do you want to come to Ames? We're going to play this show, and like. <laughs> It was really cool because the crowd participation, but we're all wearing weird outfits and like robes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's almost like the boredoms kind of thing. Uh -huh. uh, where it's like this giant s s drum circle, but like with other just like none of us, like Eric's probably the most multi instrumentalist out of the group. Like, I don't know how to play anything. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to get behind this and see what I can do. And it's just like yeah. this weird noise. And it was like totally improv. It was great because like you go to like a show in Ames where people were all about it. And then yeah, then we would go and play in Iowa City, which you would think that like the artsy mm -hmm. or aspect of it, they're just they had no idea what to do with it. Right. And like yeah. it was kind of cool, like pissing people off. Well, I think there was <laughs> yeah. an inherent yeah. violence to the whole thing. And um right. I think the sensibilities of Iowa Cityans sometimes get in the way of their enjoyment. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like, am I supposed to rage out right now and smash things and like let yeah. it out? You know, I think a lot of times uh, when people see themselves as like tuned in or more sensitive, it's like harder for them to access those sort of primal feelings. And maybe I'm overthinking it all, but yeah, you're right. In Iowa City, it was just like, what the fuck's this? <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> No, I totally agree. I, I, I don't think people knew how, you know, they didn't know how to uncross their arms. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, totally. I, I, I imagine the crowd in my head and that's, that's what it was. Like the, <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of people with their arms crossed. The, the, dude, like, well, the dudes with the black metal shirt, arms crossed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Judgmental look on their face. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's always cool to be too cool, right? It's, it's true. Like, it's it's true. in the name. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, if you're wearing robes and stuff like that, I mean, for me, like, it starts with the outfit, then the music comes last. <laughs> it, so, totally. It's, yeah. it's probably, it's very true. It's, it's look like, yeah, it's probably just jealousy, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. That's it. Because <laughs> we got cool robes. Years later, like, years later, everyone's wearing cer ceremonial robes and stuff. So <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's a thing. Trendsetters. <laughs> You I mean, were just ahead of your time. I was saying if we exactly. I mean, I was telling Kevin if we play live. I mean, there's outfits certainly. Right. Yeah, outfits. I mean, that's I, one I, thing I'm trying to figure out is how we would do this live and and figure figuring that out like my setup. I've been trying to mess yeah. with that and just trying to be happy with what I rob a bank. Yeah. No one can play live now. No one can play live now. I mean, there's no money. Like. Unfortunately, yeah, that's true. You know, you already don't get paid, right? That kind of brings in a, a, a question in my mind. So, you, uh, Frank, where do you live? Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Okay, so have you, so have you guys actually gotten together in real life, like to make no. music? It's all well, this, this is the first time we've ever talked for real. Wow! Yeah, for real, wow! Yeah. That's phenomenal. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, just, wow, it, this is a milestone. You know what? Dan and I can just get out of the way and you guys can talk for like another half hour. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be into it. I would be so into that. The conversation, <laughs> the first conversations of. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. We, cool. we, we just basically like message each other and like emails and, mm -hmm. and like Instagram just, yeah. just yeah. I mean, you know, did that to like, you know, communicate and like work through music and. Mm -hmm. It'd be, oh, it, so it, would, cool. it would be pretty easy. We would just like mention bands. Like, I don't know. This is how it was like, oh, this band, this band. We had a, a long black metal conversation. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was just like, you yeah. know, we pretty much like, uh, you know, I think we know who each other is. For sure. You know, sure. I mean, my thing, my thing is, is like, I don't know. He's, I'm all over the place and like shit's breaking and all this. Like he's the, the one that keeps holds it together. Nice. <laughs> I don't know about so that. Like, I'm always like, like, for the most part, like it's like, oh, my Dropbox doesn't work. Like this, I, I'm always uh -huh. having technical issues. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 working out of like a thrift store here. <laughs> but I think that's what that's awesome. It's like you're putting like these things that you would find at a thrift store. And you're yeah, that's through, true. Like 
crazy amounts of pedals and like you would never know where that came from like it's super wild sounding yeah i got contact mics on everything nice yeah of yeah boy instruments um, coming up speaking of gear uh i mean this is my obligatory question especially when we have electronic artists on and you <laughs> could answer individually uh if you want to but okay so i love uh outboard gear i love analog stuff I'm into modular. Uh, those are the kind of synths I like. Pedals, I kind of like, you know, a lot of those. Like, stuff you can put your hands on and turn the knobs. But I know a lot of stuff people do is just completely in the box, completely through soft synth and their uh, DAWs and whatever. So I guess if you want to answer individually or collectively, either way, like, what's the gear you love and that you use? And, you know, just talk through your gear a little bit. If you can. So I I do have some modular synths. Um, you know, I haven't really used them much for this project. Um, mainly it's all been soft synths and like mm -hmm. software. Cool. Um, and I use Reason mm -hmm. uh, as my main, which is uh, through propeller heads. They put it out. And um, I, I started using that back in when I was doing H427. My buddy mm -hmm. Ward, Agent Black, was got really into it and we wrote most of our music on that. So I got really comfortable with that program using that and like writing music. And then, uh, yeah, I, that's one of the things I'm trying to do live wise setup is use my modular synths more mm -hmm. and try to bring that aspect into my sound. Um, just trying to figure out how I want to do it and make it sound natural. Um, but yeah, like Frank's the hardware guy. I'm the software guy. <laughs> It cool. comes down to it. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm hardly hardware. Well, there's, I mean, I got stuff that I try to use. Like, it's, it's, I mean, money wise, like my modular synth stuff is in a VCV rack. So it's like, yeah. And, and like with that, like I can understand, like the whole, like, try to use modular stuff is, uh, mm -hmm. it's more too, it's, I don't know, it lends itself too much to, ex at least in my experience, because I'm learning how to use it via the software. Sure. But it's mm -hmm. just all blips and farts when i do it and that's that i mean i'll sample because i'll i'll sample that go to tape like i i usually i change my i change my writing style every time i think or at least i try to i mean the, there's a lot of records i mean i'm proud of myself for i did a like a whole record on my phone for the nice. most part i won't tell anyone what it is <laughs> but it's there and wow. uh i don't know like using the phone i like walk around and write like i'm constantly like writing stuff i'm very slow about it mm. super slow and um because i just i'll have stuff and i'll just sit on it and I, i'll put stuff to tape for no reason mm -hmm. you yeah. know <laughs> i have an, i have this old thrift store uh what is this a ppd uh dj mixer that can sample i don't oh. be using it because it's got because cool. you know it's got the like the old school sampling where it like you know slow down and Mm -hmm. not digital <clears throat> but um i mean a lot of stuff is i'd use a reaper the first thing i got was fl studio because it's made fun of so much <laughs> and then reaper and then on the last record i got bitwig and half that record is done in bit with bitwig because I, I was still learning it and uh but yeah i, I don't know I, I enjoy it. It's, I, it's the main is between that and Reaper is becoming the main ones. But yeah, then I, I mean, I have like a, I have a shovel guitar. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything weird. Like I'll, I will try yeah. to use anything weird. Like, and I have, I do have a lot of contact mics. Mm -hmm. Like I go out and sample, like one of the, one of my favorite things in the world is the, uh, the zoom H4 uh, in pro. If you know what I'm talking about. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's just a four track or it's a stereo digital recorder. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that thing's, I love that thing. That's probably my main instrument. Like, I just nice. will walk around with that and hit shit. And there's a lot of that. Like, so I yeah. mean, I, I mainly sample, I do a lot, a lot of sample stuff. Like, I sample and I, cool. I put it in and destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're making, like, we're making a sample pack. And then my thing was, is like, you know, do we use the post? only or the like the, the you know the sound before because right. it's completely different both ways yeah yeah right that kind of actually leads to uh 
uh, a question that I that I have, or kind of a curiosity. Um, earlier, when uh, <clears throat> uh, you guys were kind of talking about like um, the difference between, I don't know, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, like commercial electronic music versus like the more out there stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. like you guys are more a part of. Um, one of the parallels in my mind, and I could be completely out of my mind here, but uh, one of the parallels that I'm kind of connecting is um, like the uh, genre of hip hop. And, you know, Frank, you're talking a lot about sampling and things like that. Mm. And the reason why I kind of connect that parallel in my mind is because I kind of feel like there's sort of a same thing going on with hip hop, you know, because I listen to a lot of rap music and or have in my in my life and particularly the stuff that always intrigued me about that genre was sort of the more abrasive non-commercial stuff it kind of sounds like that's sort of a a, almost like a parallel so like uh my question to you guys uh just that this is just a pure curiosity question especially i i guess when you're you're talking about the sampling frank that kind of uh triggered this question in me uh, does hip hop play any sort of influence on um, either of your guys' approach to like industrial music? Definitely. Or electronic music, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, de- de- I would say definitely. I think there's a parallel between uh, industrial and hip hop. And like I said, like, uh, I mean, Justin Broderick and Scorn and all those guys and the bug all have dabbled in hip hop and mm-hmm. that aspect that uh, you look at Dalek. Mm-hmm. um they're a really good like industrial hip-hop group they were kind of one of the first things that sort of came to mind you know when i when you guys yeah. were kind of having that conversation and then of course you got like death grips and you know right like, but kind I mean, of evolving or... but even like listening to like early godflesh i mean he mm-hmm. justin broderick samples eric b and rakim beats oh and, does he really album, on, on the album pure um yeah he samples you can hear it um I want to say I can't remember what wow. the, that song is. It's something um, rhythm, bring the rhythm by Eric B and Rocky. I can't remember exact song title, but yeah, oh, yeah, one of those tracks you can hear. It's he just basically like slowed it down. He slowed down that like a you know eight measure beat there, and it's like it's straight up like you listen to it. It's just like yeah, he just slowed that Eric B and Rakim beat down like that whole album like if you listen to like that and like songs of love and hate which is like Mm -hmm. huge hip-hop influences and us and them has a lot of hip-hop and like drum and bass influences that all men break like it just Mm -hmm. there there is a definite parallel between industrial music and hip-hop like there's they're like cousins in a way Mm -hmm. like just the way that they've yeah especially underground like the way they've moved some hip-hop stuff yeah, we have. We're talking about doing like, so one of our side projects, hopefully down the way, will be Order of the Wretched Leech. And it's mostly going to be like an industrial hip hop kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're kind of working on that um, as well in the background. Like we're focusing on these collaborative records and then we're going to probably jump into that pretty hard, I think, afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like I, that's definitely we've been talking about it and i know frank you have experience in producing hip-hop we've talked about yeah 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 i did uh oh god was well there was a big scene in columbus like like blueprint i did his first record i think blueprint the one the mc that's on rhyme sayers right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 1988 that's one of my favorite records i'm sorry (laughs) oh no you're good like i don't get out there for a second I was working with a dude that was like, uh, re- like recording them at the time. Like, I don't know. I got, oh, wow. I got thrown into that, but I was like here, like here in Columbus, there was like, I was playing in bands at the time. And then there was a hip hop scene going around. I was like, well, this should just be the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's very gatekeepy. <clears throat> it still is. It's, I mean, it's like, it's their own thing. Like, I mean, I think that's the big problem with, with that is it, it doesn't want to branch out. It's very, you know, I'm just like, dude, we're, you know, it's all the same stuff. Let's all do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the groups that would, uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. I did a sound for Brother Ali, super nice guy. I don't, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I got, I got thrown into that stuff. That's how it usually is for me, where it's like all of a sudden it's like, you know, I'm, I'm on a 
working on some record with the dudes that I'm friends with, and it just happens to be yeah. blueprint or like something like that. I mean, I was just waiting to like get LP at some point. Like, I just mm-hmm. to, if I could just work with LP, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> that'd yeah. be awesome. LP would be he's, great. He's it, he's one of my it, favorites. It's, like, it's a it's the same process too. It's like I saw uh, whatever it is when the uh, record roulette or whatever. Mm-hmm. You grab three records blind, like you go to the studio. It's the same thing. Like we all have the same stuff. We're just right. Yeah, you know, it's yep. just same thing. It's just different approach for the most part. Sure. But, yeah, it's just like and he's one of those guys. It's just like the same way where it's just like I'm just. What he had a oh gosh, uh, Mars Volta dudes on that record. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's the same true. thing. Where he's he's yeah he's always you know he's one of those guys. Trent Reznor was on that record too. Flyantology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. him and yeah, him, yeah yep. exactly. I'm a huge Nine Snails fan, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Trent Reznor also did the, I think he did, what was that? There's another. Uh, Niggy Tardust. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Saul Williams. That record. That, record. Saul that, was record one, yeah. that was one of my favorite records. I don't Such think I've ever record. heard of that. It, it's, yeah, so basically, it's, yeah. it sounds like Nine Inch Amazing. Nails with rap, and it's almost better than any Whoa. Nine Inch Nails record he came out with in the last 10 years. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. what's that True. called again? Niggy Tardust. So, Niggy Tardust. It's uh, Saul Williams. Yeah. Oh, Saul Williams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic record. It's like, yeah, like there, like I said, there's a huge, like I first heard of LP through that techno animal record, Brotherhood of the Bomb. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. LP's on that. I was like, who's this guy? This guy is awesome like and then i yeah. started hearing that he's you know his productions yeah his his <laughs> his uh production is amazing run the jewels is fantastic mm-hmm. like oh yeah nope. yeah so like yeah there is dan i think that's a, you know, there is a huge parallel between hip-hop music and industrial like they're like i said cousins there's yeah it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a thought to me it's the same thing where it's like i mean i can listen to a lot of skinny puppy and be like this is you know hip-hop if it was if they you, you know Mm-hmm. vocals are just a little different other than that music's the same yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, kevin seriously. keys is kevin keys gotta be a huge hip-hop head mm-hmm. he, oh, i imagine oh, he yeah. is i know and <clears throat> i know he listens a lot like dub music so i mean he's been yeah. down to Jamaica yeah. multiple times like so yeah it's it's a really good question dan right <laughs> yeah because like hip-hop was that's how hip-hop started it was experimental to begin with absolutely yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was it changed it changed music and then it, For sure. it mm-hmm. sat on its laurels and became about money. Yeah, and that's and then... that that's one of the things you kind of keep mentioning, Frank, also. And that's kind of what popped in my head too, is when you kind of talk about rules, like how electronic yeah. mm-hmm. music has rules. Hip hop one hundred percent has rules. Like when you when you go over to the mainstream, it's always mm. gotta be like, okay, these have to be your top five favorite MCs. This Got has to be hats. Your, exactly this has to it has to sound like this <laughs> like fuck I, I cannot stand them yeah so yeah our, our hip-hop record is gonna be weird it's not gonna be yeah can you say the name yeah. of it uh, one more time but uh, so the project's gonna be called order of the wretched leech god i Whoa. love that title yeah. are you gonna actually have rappers on it that was so the idea the that was yeah, yeah. Yep. awesome oh man i can't wait for that guys yeah that's gonna I mean, be cool yeah. yeah it's it's gotta it's gotta have right and that's the other thing too it's like you know i'm sure kevin's the same way where it's like i mean hip-hop when it's when it's done well it's the best it's the best music absolutely I mean, like there's bands sure. like like clipping like i because mm-hmm. i'm way into like the industrial hip-hop stuff that stuff like clipping and stuff like that i mean i love that stuff it reminds me of the, like the stuff back in the day where it's like you know this game it's again like game-changing stuff where yeah. you know and it's like because i don't know i if one thing I've never really produced per se is like hip hop stuff because like, I don't know. It's, it's hard. To, it's hard to like, I don't want to, I, I just want to serve, like give it justice. You know what I'm saying? I can't be mm-hmm. whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, I don't think it would be, but it's like, man, that's, a, a, that's one of the hardest genres to you right. Produce in, in my, yeah. To produce in my, yeah, in my opinion, like, I mean, you wouldn't think so, but man, like it, at least in my mind, it is. And in, yeah. in both genres, like electronic industrial noise and and rap, there's such there there's so much history with both of those styles, I feel like going back to like throbbing gristle and those guys, and then you go back to like, you know, Grandmaster Flash and how experimental yeah. like some of that old school stuff really was. I mean, public enemy was basically like you take away 
Chuck D and Flavor Flav, they basically were an industrial band at times, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly for think sure. between suicide and craft work, you pretty for much sure. have the foundation for both of those genres, like, basically. I, I mean, I'm sure proto things happened before, but I think those are the two that sort of permeated through everything and, like, people mm-hmm. are like, shit, we can do this too, you know? That's a great point, Eric. And then, yeah. like, also... Grandmaster Flash and I don't know who else um, at the time he gets a lot of the credit, but the using the turntables as an instrument is insane. Like, yeah, definitely. It's so commonplace now and so just the way it is. But I, mean, I can't imagine someone in 19 whatever 78 yeah. saying, yeah, I play record players. Right. But it's yeah. no different than yeah. like the BBC uh, workshop using tape machines and like all that avant-garde right stuff Mm -hmm. you know from the 60s even it's like how do we take this thing and and use it to make music or at least sound and organize things even the techno the techno scene in detroit was the same way they were like how can i like Mm -hmm. make records that sound like craft work mixed with parliament electro yeah so you have like juan atkins and kevin saunderson and um derek may up in detroit doing that stuff like in the original techno scene was like a black underground experimental mm-hmm. thing. And then like Europe got a hold of it and made it white. <laughs> and, and like then you have people like Paul Confold and DJ Tiesto yes. and all these other bigger like guys doing rate, you know, big parties and stuff in in Europe right. and whatnot. But like, yeah, it started out as like this underground like experimental scene too just like hip-hop and industrial did and you know mm-hmm. eventually money gets involved and mm-hmm. i mean i think yeah it's it's just gotta start with like it's the one string guitar thing where it's like yeah you got the old slave dude that's like i got two strings but but the thing is you got two strings but you got like it's not it's not about that it's about the like the attitude like you know yeah i'm saying like you got something that you got to get out and it's like mm-hmm. what do i have around here like right you know. <laughs> a record player yeah. a shovel with a string on it like make it work you right know? <laughs> what do, yeah what do i do with this yeah then you got exactly that gives you rl burnside right yeah exactly <laughs> or bob log depending on which yeah. side of that you want to look at yeah <laughs> exactly uh i one other thing that i'm kind of curious about also is uh and Kevin, I mean, obviously I've, I've known you for quite a while. So I'm familiar mm-hmm. with like some of your musical history, you know, and I know you've always been into industrial, but you know, a seeth and shores of the tundra, of course. Um, right. But Frank, you mentioned that you were also a guitar player. Uh, yeah. Did you play in any bands? Um, I, I did. Okay. All right. So, and you mentioned you were an old school metalhead. Uh, yeah, is it safe yeah. to assume it, you were basically like kind of a, a metalhead before you got into like industrial music or, or were you always into industrial music? Like, you know, and, and same with you, Kevin, like uh, was industrial music kind of like your guys' first love right away. And I guess like also what initially uh, just appealed to you about, about the music. first yeah, time? My first love was Prince. Oh wow! Love friends. Uh, nice. My dad bought me the Batman soundtrack. I loved that that soundtrack. Listening to you know Party Man and and stuff like that, like from Batman soundtrack, and like even Bat Dance kind of has an industrial feel to it. And I always loved going to that guy, last one guy that everything. last song and listening to all the weird samples that were like he blended together and stuff, and then. You know, after that, like my dad bought me Black Sabbath tapes and Metallica tapes. Nice. And yeah. so then I, you know, so I, my, yeah, my first tape I ever got that I loved was the Batman soundtrack with Prince on it. Mm-hmm. He's so, a one man band too. Like he was, yeah, the, he is. Like the original one man band. One man band, right. A lot of that stuff from that era too. Like you mentioned the, all the crazy samples that Prince used. And then you could also go to like New Jack Swing, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like even like the first that first like boys to men single, you know, uh oh, town Philly is right as ridiculous as it sounds, like you know, that was no, pretty funny. Um uh Boys and Men was my second tape I ever bought. Nice. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Boys and Men was uh what it was the the blue cover one ahead like um all around the world. Two. And, yeah, boys and men two. Two. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was uh that was my second tape. And then, like I said, after that, like, but I grew up with a dad 
that's the other thing is my I should I should mention my dad was a huge influence. He was listening to Pink Floyd and King Crimson and Yes and Genesis and all that like seventies, late sixties, uh, uh, moody blues like the psychedelic and prog rock stuff. But then he would also listen to like Frank Zappa, and so I was always inundated with just weird music in my house. Or he'd like throw on like Chick Corea and like some jazz. But uh, yeah, so I like I you know my dad influenced me a lot in that aspect too, like in, mm-hmm. in music and art and stuff like that. So I you know I have to give a lot of credit to my dad for making me be open to things, you know, like and having a broader musical sense of like you know what music is music, and I'm gonna listen and write what I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that you mess with, is, I got a guitar for Christmas, like when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. But you yep. never you you don't play instruments per se. So no, no, no. Uh, so so what you just dove in with uh software then, right? Yeah. So well, at first I I bought from uh, a coworker of mine. I bought an uh, eight hundred eight okay. and a three hundred three. That makes sense. So I messed around with those that that hardware stuff, and then like I was like, it is really tedious. It yeah, they, really it, if it's EMC three hundred three. Yeah, the green box. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the green box. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. I had a whole band built around one of those. It was hard. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it was. And then, you know, like I also had like a Zoom drum machine that I was messing around with. Right. And and I would like record these beats and I would just like record weird vocals and like try to, you know, pitch drop them and make them sound really strange. And then like sample guitars and like try to do this like early pitch shifter kind of sounding mm-hmm. thing. Right. And it just never panned out the way I wanted it to. So like, I don't know. I, and, you know, I did Shores of the Tundra, which was more God fleshy mm-hmm. sounding, but with like, you know, from ashes rise tragedy style guitar over the top of, mm-hmm. it was right. really weird in that aspect with Matt show. And like, you know, mm-hmm. that's still industrial. And then I went to a seat and they're doom band, but I did synth stuff and noise and like mm-hmm. brought an industrial aspect to that. But I was, you know, also did vocals with them too. So. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, I would, I consider you a drummer. So I could that, not drum to save yeah. my life. Yeah. Like I can use, use look at stuff, software like, program oh, and like, like mess with beats and figure out what sounds right to me and like what rhythms I want to hear and right. what BPMs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You could you could say you could say anyone could jump on like a like whatever any software sequencer or whatever, but that's not even that's not true. Like I mean, because like I mean, with your sound, like the rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, that's I think you're like the shit. Like I mean, I would, that's why I consider you a drummer. Like even if it's yeah, four, even, mean, if, even if it's four four or four on the floor, dude, it's yeah different. You know what I'm saying? I have there's like a a kit on there that I just have manipulated that drum that kick sound to be like my that's what i go to that's my yeah. the sick sound kick. yeah yes. and that's kind of the thing it's like it's kind of garbage but it's not like it's just real heavy and but it cuts through but it doesn't take away from the other music that's going on around it like that's one thing i have i have to say with a lot a lot of gabber and like or faster techno like that is a lot of times it it gets so loud it takes away from all the other aspects of the, yeah. mm-hmm. the track whereas yeah. like i try to like it cuts through but it doesn't muddy things Right. Like most Gabber stuff, it would it, you would just like it would just destroy all the other yeah every, nothing else. That was all you could hear. It'd be like yeah. right, yeah. exactly it. So you guys shared with us uh, some of the new stuff you've been working on. The Cog is that what the title of it's yep. going to be? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yep. So yeah, you sent us four tracks, and I know that there's going to be a lot of remixes done too. Are you? waiting on those remixes to get done to release it or do you have an idea of yeah. release time we, yeah we're we're waiting um we got one remix back from um dj fleshbot and anarchotech there are uh, a couple i believe they live in chicago like i saw dj fleshbot open or uh, play with uh jk flesh and um end user in chicago really? at colways fest and i was like you know, I think I'm Facebook or uh, Instagram friends with her. And so I messaged her and I'm like, Hey, like we're doing this project. Do you want to do a remix? And she's like, yeah, well, I'd love to. Do you mind if my partner and I team up on it? I'm like, yeah, go for it. Cool. And then um, Dirty K, who I mentioned before from England is mm-hmm. friends with Lynn Staffer, who is, I might have butchered his last name, but um, uh, is end user and he uh was at cold waves too and i talked with him and mm-hmm. i messaged him afterwards i'm like hey we're doing this record 
would you want to do a remix? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just send me the files. Let's do it. And then crazy. he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So, and then a uh, manufacturer who is Carlos from Crunchpod said he would love to do one. So he's doing a remix. And then um, Michael Idaho yep. uh, from, is he, where's he from? Is he from Sweden as well? Yeah. So, yeah. So we have those four doing it. And then um, and like, so we're waiting back to hear from three of those we got one remix back so yeah we're gonna wait until we get our remixes back and uh yeah end user that was just crazy like he's a super nice guy like totally cool um i don't know if you guys are familiar with him but he's been around Mm -hmm. forever since Mm -hmm. i don't know i want to say like 2002 and maybe even before that but he does like crazy like break chord drum and bass Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, he's like an early, that's an early influence of mine. Yeah, same. Like, like and uh, end user also did uh, a. He was in a band with Justin Broderick called Blood of Heroes. He's in so, Blood of Heroes. I did not know that. Yeah, end user and submerged, and oh, then dude, I did not. Yeah, then Justin Broderick, and I can't. There's a couple other folks there in that too. So yeah, end users and Blood of Heroes, which is a another like. Just like powerhouse, like it's just weird. Like it's like drum and bass with like Justin Roberts guitars over over the top of it, and it's just like dis- dissonant, but like heavy, but melodic at the same time. It's just a weird combination. Yeah, that's awesome. You got so many people to do the remixes. It's like kind of crazy how small the world is now. You know what I mean? The remixes, like, are, yeah. The remixes you can just reach out there. to like an actual hero of yours now. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, super yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that weird is that really weirds me out. Like I still can't get mm-hmm. used to that. Yeah, like I was like surprised. Like, 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 yeah, I'll do it. Like, all right, cool. Like, well, I mean, wild. like, I've, like Mike, <clears throat> when I was doing my, I met Michael through doing the ambient stuff, and like I didn't know who mm-hmm. I was talking to at the time. It was weird. Like <clears throat> I'd listened to his stuff before because he was on Antzend, which was one of my favorite record labels, and I was just like, dude, super nice guy. Like, I mean, it's we, it's weird when the you know people at that level when they're you know they're just nice I, i'm mm-hmm. still never get used to it but yeah but i was just some you know dude in a discord server being like how do you do this and blah, blah, blah. Wow. you know and i was talking to him i didn't realize it was him at the time and that's then, even uh, cooler <laughs> yeah wow. even, ah, yeah that's nuts yeah wow. then I, I, dude, i'll freak out about that just be like Yeet. i was just like all right this is too much for me i'm out i can't handle <laughs> social media stuff <laughs> terrible terrible social media yeah. all that stuff he ended up finding me like months later wondering what wow. i was doing it is, it's really weird like it, i mean to consider them peers or whatever like yeah well the, those those uh tracks are really sweet for the cog i i enjoyed uh all of them but this the one just labeled cog 2 was phenomenal i i really related great. with that yeah. one. yeah uh, and it was mostly like the scream sample. It kind of reminded me of a few things. Like uh, there's one, uh, there's a screamy sample, and uh, and this is what the devil does by uh, Thrill Kill Cult that seemed kind of oh, similar. Yeah. And uh, yep, you know, like those those bands of that era use samples in a way that oh, yeah. like they yeah. just don't do anymore. Like, and I think that's what like you know Frank and I are are trying to do to some degree is like take that old collage style of industrial and hip hop and like make it our thing and make it newer, you know, make it relevant for our time or whatever, you know, like not that like we're going to be influential or anything, but you know, it's, it's, I I always love that old, that old technique, but like moderate modernizing it and still like getting away with work. I I use the radio in the second one. I don't know. Anytime I can, any chance I get to use the radio, I will, but Mm -hmm. there's like, uh, I'm not sure. I got a shortwave radio and like an eight. I'll go to AM. There's a lot of preacher stuff on one of those songs. I yeah, can't right. remember which one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just slow it down, and then I don't know. I was just sampling some sermon, some weird. And mm-hmm. the good thing about the radio is that you have the static in the background too, so it's kind of it's really right. hard to hear. It masks it, yeah. It adds like an eerie feeling to it too when you hear like static and you hear like sure. some guy talking about the apocalypse. <laughs> All this stuff. I um, yeah. actually, for a little while, I was uh, um, back in the mid 2000s, I was uh, picking up like a bunch of records from thrift stores just randomly, mm-hmm. like, you know, children's records or whatever. And I, I found a bunch of like sermon records that were just I have like, so many on tape. I man. Tons of ones on tape. Yeah. And I just got the, I just got one on vinyl, like the whole, 
New Testament on vinyl. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> that's sorry. That's one of my favorite jokes. It's like, Excited oh, I got it. that on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I was three dollars. Whole that's New Testament, awesome. dude. Yeah. 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 And then with the radio thing, it's like it literally is coming from somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. like that's a crazy uh concept to just even psychologically put into your song, you know. Right. Yeah. This was this was uh found in the ether, you know. That's mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird thing, you know. <laughs> Another cool that... thing is when you hear like um stuff like old art bell shows and things like that, oh, where sure. they're talking about UFOs and aliens and things like that, you know. You can mm-hmm. find that you can find so many weird things at like 1 a.m. on AM radio, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Nice. Well, dudes, we've gone a while. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice conversation. I loved it. I, um, yeah, I gotta get go because I, I have yeah. I'm gonna take my kid to the library and I have right. Dungeons and Dragons to go do later. Nice. Sure, sure. Oh, damn, That's dude. awesome. Dang. <laughs> that sounds great. Y'all yeah. want to start an online D D? Zoom fifth edition, dude. I'll do it. I'll <laughs> do it right, right now. Cool. <laughs> I want to play D and D so bad. Nice. Well, guys, uh, thanks as for long the. As it's not fourth. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, thanks for the uh, education on Gabber. You know, yeah, I, I'm sure. gonna need to look more into that genre. I mean, I, I found Anger Fist to be a, a good uh, entry Hello? for me. Anger know? Fist. Yeah. Yep. Cool, cool. It's a good one. <laughs> is now is Alec Empire and Atari Teenage Riot are they kind of considered Gabber or is that yeah, sort of? I would say okay. so. Yeah, that and so, like the they call it digital grind, hardcore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, digital yeah. hardcore. Or, mm. Yeah, he definitely his earlier stuff was more Gabber influenced for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weirdest thing, uh, I I saw them open for Beck in nineteen ninety six. Damn. That was, that talk, was about it, talk about a confused audience. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. It was... no, I, Beck is another one that like he used DJs and sampling yeah. and stuff that was like kind of out there and weird. And he had some strange stuff going on. Oh, absolutely. On that album, Odelay, I consider oh, yeah. that, I consider that just as like revolutionary as like Paul's boutique by the beastie boys in terms of, For sure. or, like, or like De La Soul's three feet high and rising or any right. of that, really any of that tribe called quest, any of that stuff. I was going to say know? midnight Marauders. Oh man amazing record oh man i think mm-hmm. we need to do a second interview with you guys what do you think all right yeah we should 100 because this has been 100%. really fun like yeah uh, there's certain things that we don't honestly don't get to talk about that much and uh i feel like industrial is one of them you know and mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that is exactly i think it's like i really do think it's a little more niche than uh a lot for of other sure. things and spe- especially in in the midwest yeah for sure <laughs> yeah definitely midwest america <laughs> you know? yeah, yes exactly you yeah. <laughs> can't get much further away really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so nice well thank you guys so much and we're so stoked thank you for that yeah to come out and when it does i'm sure we'll talk about it and if you guys are Fantastic. down yeah sometime we'll do this again so yeah I'm, absolutely yeah Nice. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on. And yeah, man, we definitely need thanks to do for having us. All right. All right. Lightning round. Last question. And then we'll go. <laughs> Favorite skinny puppy album. Mm. Mine's last <laughs> rights. Okay. Hands down. Nice. T Dark Park. Nice. I'm a loser. I'm a no. loser. <laughs> no, I love no. Two Dark Park. Yeah. Dark Park's definitely like they're it's right there on the edge of last rights. Yeah. Um, it, it just has some really dark tracks, some just real heavy, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's haunting. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for sure. I, scary. I oddly enough did not get into them until like maybe a year or two ago. Honestly. Oh yeah. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I just never bothered. I never bothered until. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, that happens, you know, <laughs> but you found them. Eventually. Yeah. That's I, don't know. That I, never, I never had that. <laughs> yep. I never had that friend that was like into skinny puppy. Never had that guy. Right. In my life, so you do have to have someone that <laughs> shows you something like, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Someone with a, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> What's your cool. favorite one, Eric? Oh, uh, you know, I think it's just because it's nostalgia. It's the first one I heard. So, uh, cleanse, fold and manipulate is my That's favorite. One. Oh yeah. yeah. It's oh, a little dancier, I, I think, but it's for also- sure like that earliest stuff, like remission, yeah. cleanse, fold, manipulate, and yeah, those are a lot more like they almost have like a, a harder like 
darker new wave sound to them almost yeah, with samples. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Too Dark Park because it's the only one I've ever heard. Oh well, that <laughs> that, that is a so, great reason. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a good one. If it's the only one you ever heard, like yeah. that one is pretty That's, solid. It, you can't it's the best. That. You can't beat it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, you guys. And uh, thank you. Yeah, Sweet. we'll we'll get this on the air uh, real soon. <laughs> so funny on the, to, on to the refer nets. to it as yeah. on the air <laughs> yeah and uh yeah just thanks so much it's been an awesome conversation so. absolutely yeah. i enjoyed yeah. talking to you guys they're fantastic oh yeah four music nerds yeah nice. <laughs> yep awesome exactly right. well we'll be listening for the cog and we'll talk to you guys later awesome right. thanks guys all right, right. have a great yeah. day guys bye. you too bye, bye. all right bye bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <Cute>. <laughs> that was an awesome interview dude yeah yep. um no, cool stuff and it's really cool that that was the first time they talked to each other too so yeah. like, i was for real i was like shit let's just get out of the way and let these guys hang out for an hour <laughs> oh yeah that's that's kind of why like when they were like sort of talking about their uh you know upbringing or whatever you know like yeah well let's just sit back and hear them talk for sure you know? well yeah what do you think should I... we just say thanks for listening and yeah yeah I tell think your so. friends to listen like uh yep you know we we are getting more listeners very slowly trickling but mm-hmm. you know if you tell some friends maybe maybe they'll mm-hmm. enjoy it too so yeah I, and also subscribe because sometimes maybe maybe it they'll enjoy come it too, out yep. at the same exact time so you'll get an alert yeah yep, other yep. than that i don't know Good let them times. know about let them know about gabber and they'll be uh you know tell tell all your friends about this show and to listen to some gabber listen to some gabber and yeah. uh thanks for listening you know yeah you know get a hold of us on the social mm-hmm. medias if you think we should be listening to or talking to somebody specifically yeah. hope y'all had a good time listening and uh bye all right yeah bye <laughs>